Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Our scripture today is Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 16. And it came about soon afterwards that Jesus went to a city called Nain, and his disciples were going along with him, accompanied by a large multitude. Now as he approached the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. And he came up and touched the coffin. And the bearers came to a halt. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. And fear gripped them all. And they all began glorifying God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. Jesus loved the women in the Bible. Women are prominent in the story of Christ's mission on the earth. He was miraculously born of a virgin woman, had numerous interactions with women throughout his life, and was seen first by women after his resurrection from the dead. Jesus commissioned women to go tell his disciples that he is risen which is the essential message of Christianity. He healed and restored the woman at the well in John chapter 4. He had compassion on the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 7. He graciously healed the demon-possessed girl of the Syrophoenician woman in Matthew chapter 15. In our gospel lesson today in Luke 7, Jesus was moved with tender pity for a lonely widow who had just lost her only son. The Lord Jesus always had the greatest love and respect for women. In fact, it was Jesus' treatment of women that raised the dignity of women in the ancient world to a whole new level. There are many modern voices insisting on fair treatment for women and women's equality with men. Jesus, the Son of God, restored the original dignity that God had given to women at creation, and therefore he helped to raise the stature of women from a position of contempt to one of respect. 
This story of the raising of the dead son is told by Luke to describe the tender pity of the Lord Jesus on a desolate woman whose hope and defense were all lying dead on a funeral bier. Jesus' love for others was so great that he thought comforting one poor sorrowing heart was reason enough to perform a mighty miracle. What does this wonderful story tell us about the character and work of the Lord Jesus Christ? First, it tells us that Jesus Christ dries all tears. The setting of this story is that Jesus and his disciples, along with a large crowd, were approaching the city of Nain in northern Israel, about two miles south of Mount Tabor. As Jesus approaches the gate of the city, Luke says in verse 12, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was with her. Jewish funerals were dramatic affairs, including the hiring of professional mourners, usually at least two to three flute players, and some wailing women. When someone dies in a Jewish family, the deceased eyes are closed, the corpse was washed, and then wrapped and bound with strips of cloth. Often perfumes or ointments were used. When the body was carefully prepared, male relatives and friends would carry the corpse in a procession toward the place of burial, accompanied by friends and neighbors. Occasionally, the processions would halt in order to make lamentation for the dead. This poor woman, submerged in her grief with her eyes fixed on the funeral bier, probably didn't even see the crowd that approached with Jesus at the center. She was hurrying out of the city to the place of burial, making a straight path from the family home to the family tomb. She was a stranger to Christ, and Christ was a stranger to her. The last thought on her mind would have been asking for pity from strangers. But the Lord Jesus looked and saw far more deeply and tenderly into her sorrow than any human eyes could ever see. Just as Christ was perfect man and sinless in his character, so the sympathy of Christ was deeper than ordinary human sympathy. What prevents our hearts from feeling compassion is self-absorption. The more self-centered we are, the less sympathetic and compassionate towards others we will be. But since the Lord Jesus was the most self-forgetful of all men, he was free to enter into the most profound sympathy and pity for others. But there is another thought to consider. The man Christ Jesus on the rocky road outside the city of Nain, feeling all the pain and sorrow of a poor mother who had just lost her son, is God. He is our God. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he is the living God. He is not an impersonal being that we find hard to love or serve. He is a God with a heart, a God that can pity us in our need, a God who enters into deep sympathy with our infirmities. 
If Jesus Christ, in his tender pity, was only a perfect and beautiful example of sympathy, then that tender pity means nothing to me today. A warm, sunny day with the breeze blowing would do more for you and me than the pity of a dead Christ. In our weaknesses, in our troubles, in our sorrows and distresses, we need a living Jesus to take pity on us. We need a God who can help and save us today. Thanks be to God, we have him. The man Christ Jesus is the manifestation of the living God. John 1.1 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is alive. He has risen from the dead and lives to help us, to have pity upon us, and to comfort us in our time of need. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Let us, therefore, draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is our great comfort and hope in times of trial, that Jesus knows and Jesus cares. His mercy and grace are given to us as we lean hard upon him. Notice that Jesus dries the tears of the mourning widow. He met her first since she would have been walking at the front of the funeral bier. When Jesus saw the woman, he said, Do not weep. Stop crying, for I am here. This is a kind of prophecy that he is going to take away the reason for her crying. So he lovingly calls her to put some hope and confidence in him. Can you imagine the sweetness and comfort in his voice, the tenderness and love in his words? Daughter, do not weep. We often tell one another at the time of death, don't cry when we are powerless to remove the occasion for weeping. Sometimes well-meaning family and friends tell mourners, don't weep, stop crying and that only increases their sorrow. But the Lord Jesus Christ never said don't cry without stretching out his own hand to make that possible. How does Jesus dry our tears? First, by the assurance of his sympathy. Jesus knows our pain and he will help us bear it if we will let him. This word compassion in verse 13 comes from the Latin meaning to suffer with. It's not just that Jesus felt sorry for the woman. The whole town felt sorry for her. Jesus was moved with compassion. He genuinely suffered with this woman when he saw the depth of her anguish. It's hard for our finite minds to comprehend this, but Almighty God suffers when we suffer. He is a compassionate Father. He doesn't just feel sorry for us when we hurt. He is moved with compassion to suffer with us. When you hurt, God hurts. 
the comforting consciousness of Christ's sympathy for us is the antidote to our excessive grief. Then Jesus dries our tears by encouraging our hope in him. When he said, don't weep, he was committing himself to do what was needed to stop the crying. This is why followers of the Lord Jesus Christ can weep in hope at the death of a loved one. We can freely weep without suppressing our emotions, but we weep as though not weeping, because the darkness of death has been conquered and eternal life is ahead. Jesus encourages our hope in him because he turns our eyes from looking backwards in sorrow to looking forward to our Father's home in heaven. This is what comforts us, dear friends. There is joyous expectation ahead. Beyond the grave is everlasting victory. Then notice that Christ's tender sympathy comes unasked for. No prayer, no religious ceremony, not the least trace of faith or hope moved him to do this great miracle. It came flowing out of the depths of his own heart. God is love and delights to give himself freely to us. If heaven waited until men's prayers asked for God's gifts, all of us would perish. But God's love flows out of his own beneficent nature. He has a measureless desire to give us every good we need. James 1.17 says, Every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Matthew 5.45 says, Your Father in heaven causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. The Lord Jesus gives gifts unasked for, so that we may be led to desire the better gifts that can't come to us unless we ask for them. We not only learn that Jesus dries our tears, but he also is conqueror over death. Jesus, are listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true, heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. There is something striking and dramatic about the meeting of these two processions outside the city gate. The little crowd of mourners hurrying down to the grave and the other crowd climbing up the hill to the city. It is here that life and death meet face to face. Jesus 
puts out his hand and lays it upon the funeral bier simply to stop the procession. This is symbolic of his work in the world. The great mission of Jesus Christ is to stop the march of death, the great enemy of mankind. He comes and he says, stop, and death must obey his voice. 1 Corinthians 15.20 says, But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. What man fears is not so much physical death, but what comes after it. The unknown, the possibility of being judged by God for his sins. All of this Christ sweeps away by his death and resurrection for us. Christ has conquered death, even though we have to pass through physical death to enter into eternal life. Jesus touches the funeral bier, stops the procession, and says to the corpse, Young man, I say to you, arise. This is astonishing. Christ acts by the power of his own voice, just as he did on numerous occasions throughout the Gospels. He rebuked the fever, and it departed. He told Lazarus to come out of the tomb, and he did. He spoke a word, and the demon was cast out. Who is this man who speaks and even the demons must obey him? And notice that Christ's voice has power even over the dead. Wherever that young man's spirit was, he heard the command of Jesus and obeyed him. This proves that the separation of the soul from the body is a separation and not a destruction. The soul lives on after physical death and is able to respond to the command of Christ Jesus. This is a promise and a comfort to all of us. Jesus said in John 5:28, The hour is coming in which all who are in the tomb shall hear his voice and shall come forth. This day is coming, dear friends. Are you prepared to hear his voice? The dead bodies will be reunited with the living spirits and all of us will stand before God to be judged. The same voice that commanded the dead young man to live again will be heard throughout the world, calling all peoples and all nations to stand before God's throne. Finally, Jesus Christ is the reuniter of hearts. Verse 15 says, And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. This is such a beautiful touch to this story. The reason Jesus performed the miracle was that the son and the mother could be reunited. This poor, sorrowing woman was in a bad situation. She was now all alone in the world. Without a male protector and provider, she was in a very difficult position. In first century Palestine, there were very few opportunities for a woman to earn a living. And besides this, with the death of her son, 
the family line would be ended and she would be truly alone. If Jesus was so mindful of the needs of one sorrowing woman on earth, will he be less sympathetic to loving hearts in the future? If he raised the young man from the dead and gave him back to his mother to comfort her, will he not in the great resurrection give us back our loved ones to comfort our restless hearts? I know many parents whose hearts long to see again their lost children. They have lost their sons in military service, young men in the prime of youth. Others have lost children in tragic car accidents or other calamities. Some parents have lost their children through suicide. I know another family who lost their daughter to a serial killer while on a family vacation. The father left his younger daughter drawing a picture in her coloring book to check on the older daughter who was swimming in the lake. When he returned to the younger daughter, she was gone, abducted by a serial killer. The father was utterly heartbroken, distraught beyond words. Authorities found the girl's body weeks later buried in a cave on the mountainside. The heartache from these tragedies is real. The pain runs deep. God will one day reunite parents with children and children with parents in that great day of resurrection when all shall be restored and renewed. The risen boy at the gates of Nain will not be the last lost one whom Christ will deliver to the hearts that mourn for them. Grandmothers, grandfathers, sons, daughters, parents, lifelong friends, all will one day be reunited together by the mercy of God. I personally long for that glorious day, for I want to be reunited with my dear father, my grandparents, and so many of my dear friends who have gone to heaven before me. Our Lord Jesus Christ stopped a funeral procession to demonstrate his deep and tender pity for a desolate woman. He raised her son back to life and gave him into her arms. Jesus shows the same tender pity towards each of us who have lost a loved one. The grace to come to us and dry our tears. The grace to bring people from death to life. The grace to give hope and comfort to all who grieve. Let the news of Christ's compassion and grace dry your tears as your loved ones are taken from you in this life. The tears will come, beloved, when you stand by the graveside, but they are tears mixed with hope that Jesus Christ lives, and because he lives, we will also live with him for all eternity. Christians do not grieve like the rest of the world, like people who have no hope, for we know that Jesus came to stop the funeral procession. He conquered over death and broke the power of death by his cross and resurrection. Let the news of Christ's compassion, his compassion that conquers death, an eternal sympathy with man go far and wide to our families, to our friends, to our neighbors, to all who need their tears dried. 
God has come to help his people. Jesus Christ has conquered death and promises the same for us as we love and follow him. Listening friend, perhaps you have lost a parent, a brother or sister, a dear close friend. You are grieving. Your heart is heavy. Turn to Jesus. Tell him your sorrows and ask for his help. Trust in him. Lean upon him. He died for you. He rose from the grave for you. And he promises to raise from the grave all who love him to be with him forever. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. You've been listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G A U D E T E ministries.org. This gospel outreach is entirely listener supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift, large or small, is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? 
The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint.